Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. It's really what's the vision, what's the plan, Let's stick to it and then adapt and overcome each day. Don't worry about too far ahead. I mean, you can have a 50-year plan, 100-year plan like Walt Disney, and that's great. But every day you have to work towards those little steps and the little metrics to get there. Hi, this is Caroline Stephen, and this is Talking Trading. Today we have high-energy guest David Pasclone host of the Remarkable People podcast. David, who is from Florida, today talks on characteristics of the high net worth individuals that he's interviewed on his show. And today, Louise Bedford looks at learning trading with a childlike sense of fun and curiosity. And if at each step we pushed ourselves just that little bit further, here's Louise, and then we'll go to David. As adults, it's easy to become so serious. We swore we wouldn't become like our parents, but here we are doing exactly the same types of things that they used to do. Rushing out the door, grabbing an apple for lunch, having every moment scheduled, every aspect put into that Google calendar so that we don't forget one of those details because it's all so critical and so important. And how does this translate to your trading life? Sometimes we squish trading in between everything else and we go to bed exhausted. But how do children learn? They learn through having fun. They try one direction and if that doesn't work, they course correct and try another with a big smile on their face, prepared to make a fool of themselves and make their friends laugh. They don't have the ego that we seem to be so intent on protecting. They decide that Hey, today's a good day to swing on this swing, to slide down this slide and let's build this sandcastle. And they try a lot of different things all at once without the threat of any loss of face. Can we apply that to trading? Because I bet you we can and I'll bet you it'll help us learn. What if we considered all of our trading as practice? And we gradually introduced more and more things that allow us to perfect that practice. In yoga, one of the things that we say to ourselves is that if we're reaching for our foot and we can't touch our foot, we say we can't touch it yet because there's always tomorrow and maybe that will be available to you tomorrow. With trading, We damn ourselves. If we don't perfect FX the first time we do it, we think we're a failure. We take that personally. We judge ourselves and we expect others to judge us as well. What if we considered each trade to be practice? 
where we practiced within our realms, within our reach. And then the next trade, we tried just to stretch that little bit further. So instead of going from usually trading weekly charts to trading minute tick charts on the FX market, we actually took an interim step, a gradual step towards our ultimate goal. We practiced it and we stopped getting so wound up in the outcome that we allow ourselves time to perfect our skills. I urge you to have that sense of fun, that curiosity, that childlike essence that allows you to take each trade as practice, to look at the results and learn from them but not get too wrapped up in them. This isn't brain surgery. And really, if it was, we'd be in trouble because with roughly 60% of our trades not leading to significant profit, if we had that as an anaesthetist, if you had the person on the table and you went to them just before you put them under, sorry, you've really probably only got about a 40% chance of coming out of this alive, that would be different. But we're not talking about something like that. We're talking about trading where you can have a lifetime to perfect your skills and to live the life that you deserve. Hello, I'm Daryl Guppy. I'm the inventor of the Guppy Multiple Moving Average and I listen to Talking Trade. It gives me some edges in the current market. David Pasqualone, the host of the Remarkable People podcast and the owner of Ascent to Glory. David, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Hey, how are you today? I'm excited to be here. Very excited to have you. Just get a burst of your energy. Remarkable oh. people make remarkable traders. David, are investors a different breed of people? Oh, absolutely. Um, everyone I've ever known in my life through just personal interactions, business interactions, people I've interviewed for our show, they're wired differently for sure. So you are the host of the Remarkable People podcast. How many episodes have you done? Um, we've released about 56 and we've recorded into the 60s. And so we've been doing it for about a year now. It's a weekly show. So you've met a lot of different people. So let's talk about why investors are a different breed. What sets them apart? What traits do they have that let's say normal people don't have? Yeah, well, that's a great question. I mean... They're wired differently. The people I've met that are high rollers and big investors, they usually have a, a different worldview and they usually look at life almost like a simulation, it seems. Like they're very conservative and take calculated risks in many areas of life. But when it comes to money, they're all in and they're just like, let's do this. It looks like a good opportunity. Hey, if we lose 10 million bucks, we lose 10 million bucks, but we can make it back. They usually just have that attitude. And it's, it's pretty exciting because a guy like me, I'm much of a calculated risk taker. Mm. So when I see people who can freely just drop money and say, hey, let's roll the dice and see what happens. They've put thought in it. They've done the work. They've done the due diligence, but they know it's a game. So they live in almost a simulation more than a reality, it seems. Yes, I know what you're saying about the game. I've heard very wealthy, high roller people say that as well. That as soon as you earn above a certain level, it's not about the money, it's about the game. It's about yep. how much you love the game. So do you have specific examples of people you've seen like this? Yeah, I joke. One of my buddies, and he was on the podcast, he was one of the original episodes, Dominic Tascarella. 
um, he made his wealth in digital currencies and cryptocurrencies. So we always joke around about his $36,000 shower because, you know, he went in, he's like, oh, I got to trade this. And then by the time he came out, he lost 36 grand, not the end of the world, but that was a good chunk of money to take a shower. Right. Um, I got other friends who are big into the hotel industry and they seem to have their hand in everything. Right. But when they trade, they trade at massive levels. And so where the average person would be like, oh, I just lost 10 grand. They're like, I just lost 3.3 million. I'll make it back tomorrow. So they're, again, they're just wired differently. They know there's ebbs and flows, ups and downs, and they're in it for the long haul. They're not in it for the short game. So does that answer your question? It does. So they lost 3.3. How do they make 3.3 back? They just held on. They knew um, when that instance, when we were talking was in March of 2020, right when COVID was going on and the economy was going crazy worldwide. And they just said, no, I'm just going to hold on to this. And I think they actually doubled down in a lot of areas and they even put more money in. And now, you know, they're building an airplane hangar. <laughs> they, they've done well for themselves, but they have to. That's the thing. If you're listening, you don't want to be irresponsible. And like, you know, the basic one-on-one of investing is don't invest what you can't afford to lose. But when they have it, like all people I know that are at that level, they're just like, all right, let's do this. So let's break this down. Remarkable people are wired differently. The way they see the world is different from the norm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, they, when they look at opportunity, you know, like I think Warren Buffett has that great quote that says, when everybody's running, that's when you should buy. So you have 90% of the population is afraid and sees, oh, this is happening and terror and oh, I'm in fear. But other people are like, no, that's going to come back up. So like in the banking crisis in America in like 2007, you know, the mortgage industry tanked. So you had all these banks that were world famous dropping to pennies on the dollar. So investors who had that forethought and they were just like risk adverse, they went in and bought it up and wealth just grew. Okay. Risk friendly. We have talked about this. They're conservative in many areas, but take calculated risks in financial areas. Yeah. Calculated risk is just not being, oh, I have an intuition. It's looking at the factors. It's looking at um, another one of my friends, he's a big investor, but he invests overnight because he's like, you know, America's got three, you know, what is, what do we have? Like 350 million people in America. That's it. You got billions overseas, you know, Asia alone and India. So well, India is in Asia. That's a stupid comment, but you know what I mean? Like well, we China, mean India. That. Yeah. Um, so what he does is he literally screws off all day, takes some naps and he works all night. So he works on the foreign market. So his mind just thinks differently and he sees his opportunities differently and he's got a great life financially. Yeah. I mean, personally, it can be different. You can be rich and miserable, but he's, he's, he does well financially. Yeah, great. All right. And so when you talk about that remarkable people live almost in a simulation, what do you mean by simulation? Yeah, that's like, I think of this, and I don't want to say this arrogantly, but I'm not a smart guy and my skill set isn't, I, I took corporate finance in college because I had to, and I almost failed. And then one day I went to the teacher, the professor, and I was like, hey, can you just tell me how I'd use this in real life? So he threw a calculator at me and said, you know, duh, 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 and he gave me a real life solution. I got an A on the exam. Oh. And then we had the simulation game and I killed it. And then there's people who I know 
but they do that in real life. Like I'm playing a game and, you know, I killed it 50 year record for the school, whatever. But in reality, I don't do that. I don't have the, the stomach to do that. I'd be like staying up all night drinking the antacid. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's other people who can look at life and it's like a game. It's just fun. And it's like not real. Like if I lost $10 million, I'd be like, oh, like, what am I going to do? God, forgive me for being such an ignorant idiot. But they're like, oh, I'll just make it back. I'll just put another quarter in the machine and start over. So I just, I can't, I'm not wired that way, but a lot of people are. How much do you think professionalism is part of these people's success? That's a tough question because, yeah. oh, <laughs> there's people who aren't professional at all, but they're fantastic at what they do. So if you were saying, do you need a professionalism to communicate and invest for others? hundred percent. Yes. You need tact, but the people who are doing it independently or at, at a different level, um, you know, they're not working at the customer level. Those people can be wired pretty, pretty differently and, you know, have kind of maybe even irresponsible personalities. I found like, they're just like, again, they're, they're not just in the same reality we live in. Sometimes they're just like, Hey, let's go party. And money's just water. Just, I mean, that's what I found. I could be totally wrong, but that's what I've seen. How much have these people mastered their ego? Because in trading to be successful, you really have to have mastered your ego to a certain extent. Yeah, man. Again, these are tough questions because there's, there's no cultural, I mean, depending on not even just which country you're from, but what region, like in America, you got like five major regions, personalities are different. Um, you know, some people, usually the people I know, yeah. very down to earth. You wouldn't even know the amount of money they have. Like, you know, again, I mentioned uh, my buddy Dominic, who's on the podcast. Another guy, Gene Valentino is on my podcast. And these guys are very wealthy individuals. They're on cutting into cutting edge, like Gene's into cutting edge technologies. And, you know, he's working on private jet travel right now where you literally get in a jet and it flies you robotically. The crap hits the fan. You push a button that takes you to the nearest airport. And there's like a parachute of something happened. I mean, it's super cutting edge, like, like sci-fi future movie stuff. And he's actually taking flights, like, and he's showing me pictures and it's freaking incredible. So that guy though, if you met Gene, salt of the earth, nicest guy you'll meet, fun to be around, but yet he's amazing investor. <laughs> so so they're dreamers, they're big dreamers. They think big. Visionaries. The, I, I, visionary is the word I'd use. Um, dream is just like daydreaming out the window. To me, a visionary is someone who sees it and goes after it. Like they see the writing on the wall, but they're not afraid to work for it and take the risks. So when you say there's five parts of America, what are they? Where are you from? So, okay. So you have like New England, then you got the South, you got the Midwest, you got the Northwest, and you got like the California Southern region. And I always used to, I taught at a college for a few years and I'd always tell my students, like, you know, if you walk up to somebody in New England, they're like, what the hell do you want? But then you can be really good friends and everything's open and straightforward. Down South, it's like, hey, how you doing? How's your dog? How's your grandma? Like, there's this like real friendliness, you know, in the Midwest, you know, again, friendly, but it's a little more, you know, what's going on? Why are you talking to me? In the Northwest, they're like, they pretend you're not there, like they didn't hear you. And then in California, they ask you for a ride home. So it's just different regions of the country have different mentalities and they're all great people or people. It's just 
like for instance, the, the New England mentality is where I grew up 20 years. I love the Boston area. But when you talk to somebody, it's cut to the chase. Let's get to business. What's the bottom line? And then after business is over, we'll talk about family and friends and, and everything else. If our conversation went well down south where I live in Pensacola, Florida, people are great, but they'll spend 20 minutes talking about all the personal stuff and then put business last. <laughs> so again, it comes down to how you're wired. I'm like, bottom line, let's do this. Let's get it done and then talk. So I just got to shut up and listen. And that, and I love people, but it's just a different mindset. And I'm sure where you live in Australia and listeners in India, you know, wherever they are in the world right now, listening to this podcast, they know what I'm talking about because people are people, humans are humans. There's one race, the human race, God made us and love us all, but we just grew up differently. So we react differently. So what advice would you give buddy entrepreneurs? Uh, the Bible says where there's no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law happy as he. What I'd say is have a clear vision of where you're going, a realistic view of where you're at, and then reverse engineer the steps that you need to get there and then stick to it. That's it. I mean, it's people in any business and any kind of endeavor. It's really what's the vision? What's the plan? Let's stick to it and then adapt and overcome each day. Don't worry about too far ahead. I mean, you can have a 50 year plan, 100 year plan like Walt Disney, and that's great. But every day you have to work towards those little steps and the little metrics to get there. Any last words? Pasqualone? No. Pasqualone. No, I'm good. I mean, anything I can do to help you or your community, please let me know. You can go to my website. I don't know if people are listening to this or watching this, but davidpasqualone.com, um, D-A-V-I-D-P-A-S-Q-U-A-L. Winnie.com. Sorry for the long name, but you can go there, reach out to me in the contact us page, anything you need, just ask and I'll do what I can to help you or point you in the right direction. And your podcast. Oh, the remarkable people podcast. So we're on YouTube now. And then we have um, any director you listen to around the world that should be there. If it's not, let me know. And then uh, we have stories, remarkable stories for people. And it's not just like, look what I did. It could be someone who was raped as a child. It could be somebody with alcoholism. It could be somebody, somebody who's introverted. The podcast specifically addresses not just what did you accomplish in life or overcome, but what were the practical steps of how you did it so we as the listener can too. David Pasqualone, thank you very much for your time down in Florida on Talking Trading. Yeah, thank you so much, Caroline. It was great to meet you and your listeners. And if you guys need anything, just ask. And that is it for today's episode of Talking Trading. Stay tuned for next show. I'm Caroline Stephen. Take care. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Training are generally nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. 
before acting on any of the information. Consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.